0: Welcome to Vikings Happy Hour, where we mix our favorite beverage and talk of your Minnesota Vikings.
1: Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Vikings Happy Hour. I am stoked this week. It's free agency. It's St. Patrick's Day. I haven't seen Flip in God knows how long. It's so good to have you back on the show. Too long. Um, and, and our buddy Deshaun new member of CTP, uh, making his appearance this week. So uh, welcome, you guys. How are you doing? You heard it it right there. I gave David the go-ahead to give us that horn because we're going to skip intros. I don't care how you're doing right now. I want to (laughs) know instant reaction takes. I feel like we're in a prime position tonight to talk about what just came out, Moments before we hopped on this show. It's Patrick Peterson uh, to the Minnesota Vikings. One-year deal, $10 million. Um, There you go, guys.
0: Patrick Peterson. uh, Skull Vikes.
1: Zimmer gets a a veteran corner that he was searching for, maybe similar to the the Terrence Newman back when he first came here. Um, What do you guys think? Deshaun, I'll toss it to you first. Uh, I know you were kind of – you had some stuff to say before we went live about Patrick Peterson, so so give me your thoughts. You like the signing?
2: I I do, and I think Patrick Peterson is like that that spark plug kind of guy. He's the guy you get when you're you're feeling confident about your next season. And I'm not entirely sure if the Vikings should be in that position where they feel like they're confident into making that run, but it shows that Zimmer is he's serious about what could be his last year. So. I think you make this move, I think they go after another person in um, free agency whether that be a guard or something like that, but I think this is this is when it's nice to see the Vikings get aggressive in free agency first of all. And I think also draft-wise, I think this also signals that they might be comfortable either taking Slater or AVT or trading back and getting AVT because I mean, you don't you don't sign a 10 million dollar corner with gaping holes on your offensive line, if you don't have a plan, so I'm they have, i they probably have like a plan A, plan B, plan C kind of thing. Pat Pete fell in their laps, so they're like, Let's pull the trigger here because you're not going to get a turnover machine like Pat Pete anywhere, and then let's uh try to fill in the gaps at offensive line.
1: So we're seeing, I see in the comments right away, uh, Stevens hitting the chat hard, waste of resources, Zimmer needs to be fired. <laughs> um, before we went live, flip, you said we got Patrick Peterson. I don't care how much it cost.
3: Yeah, I don't I, it's a splash and it just happened. Let's have some fun with it. We don't need to be concerned with what this means for the overall roster. I mean, the main point here is that we got a veteran cornerback for a team that has a young CB roster, you know around him. This is a guy who can not only come off and play and produce solid cornerback play but he can also you know help coach and mentor Jeff Gladney, Cameron Dansler, Mike Hughes. If you think about the entire Mike Zimmer era, he has always had that veteran presence to reinforce the young corners he's had, whether it's a Captain Munerlin, whether it's a Terrence Newman. Patrick Peterson is that next mentor. He's a guy with a decade of solid cornerback play and the fact that he's excited to come join the Minnesota Vikings, and I just I can't imagine how happy a young Cameron Dansler could be sitting at home right now. I can't imagine how happy a young Jeff Gladney could be as as high school and high school you know pee wee high school players watching the NFL, watching Patrick Peterson, and now they get to learn directly from him. And then, of course, we've got the LSU connection which extends to, I don't know, I, it feels like the Vikings have a maybe a disgruntled defensive end. Who, where did he go to school, okay? It feels, you know, the Vikings have a star rookie wide receiver. Where did he go to school? And if you know LSU circles, they run a tight-knit group, and I promise you that is a factor here from a leadership standpoint, not just on the field off the field, in the locker room. This is an incredible ad for the Minnesota Vikings. Can I say it's all going to work out? No. Can I say that the Vikings don't have any other needs anymore? No. But this is a fun signing and a guy who, if he fits, it's going to be a home run signing for this one year.
1: And I think you bring up a solid point in that it, it may not even matter how well he plays, right? But we just lost Kyle Rudolph, a captain, on this team. We just lost Riley Reef, a captain on this team. This team is in, in need of some leadership again. Um, And not that there aren't other, other players on the field that could do that, but you bring in a guy like Patrick Peterson, well-respected across the league. As you alluded to Gladney Hughes, Dantzler, all these guys coming up, hell, there's probably going to be a rookie corner. (laughs) Maybe Uh, all these guys are going to get to learn from this, this great cornerback, um, and, and teach them their ways. And and we've seen Zimmer in the past with Terrence Newman, uh, kind of extend those end of years, right? Like he's fine kind of playing his corners on a snap count when they're getting up in that age, like Terrence Newman and, uh, and relying on him when he really needs him to, I am pretty sure at the end of Newman's career, you know, we still trusted him pretty fully. So, um, I, I do want to ask you Deshaun do you think it matters if, like where he plays? I know we saw a rumor a couple weeks ago or a week ago that he potentially could play safety. Um, where do you think he he's going to play for us?
2: It's hard to say now. I think it depends on how the draft board falls because if we trade back and Zimmer finds a corner that he likes. Zimmer's going to take him. We know Zimmer. He finds a Greg Newsome late. He finds Eric Stokes late. He's going to take him. And then at that point, Pat Pete probably plays safety. But I think you just you just have him on the field. So now you have Harrison Smith, Patrick Peterson, Eric Hendricks, three interception machines at every level of your defense. And then if they can bring Hunter back. You you start to you get this group that can generate turnovers, something that we missed sorely. And I think that's probably the biggest thing with signing Pat Pete is that the offense, you guess we had a bad offensive line, but we still scored points. We didn't have a bad offense. It can it can improve, but we didn't have a bad offense. So now you bring in this defense. One is probably not gonna let people run <laughs> very well, and then that can generate turnovers. And you automatically, you have this improved team already without addressing what was probably your biggest need on the offensive line. So now, the offseason, it's the first day of free agency. They have a very long time. They still can in- extend Harrison Smith. Um, I don't think the Thielen deal was, like, official yet, but I think it's coming soon or something of the sort. If they decide to extend Daniel Hunter, that's more money there. So I don't I don't want people to think that, like, the Pat Pete signing is just, like, it and done. And now the offensive line is just left in shambles. It's a long offseason. We still got months. We got months before even OTAs. So it's like they still have time to make moves, but this defensive addition was necessary because it was something that we missed. I mean, Dancler kind of came on at the end. Yeah. He had a couple of interceptions, but, it, you know, it just wasn't enough. So now you, you pair these, these four superstar players together on defense, and you got Anthony Barr coming back, and you can add pass rush. You're, just, you're starting to look at a defense that was like 2017, and I think that's, that's the route Zimmer wanted to go, and now we just have to see if he can do what it takes to at least get the offensive line to a point where it's not a liability.
3: He, yo, we we Zimmer is gonna find Zimmer and Rick they're gonna find the cheapest dirtiest offensive guard they can find. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, sure. but to be re you know going into free agency, veteran cornerback was my number two need. Only offensive guard was a higher need for me. I, I ranked defensive tackle as the third highest need. So veteran cornerback, veteran cornerback was a hundred percent a must fill hold. And not just a need, an offseason need, but a free agency need because the Vikings already have these young corners. So we all saw, you know, the William Jackson dream die. We all saw the Vikings chase uh, Shaquille Griffin and come up short. I, I just think after those two corners, um, just no one even thought that Patrick Peterson was in the realm of possibilities for joining the Vikings. That alone makes it something worth paying up for. You know, coming into the day, I was I was focused more on maybe we can get a three or four year vet corner. Didn't want to spend five or six million dollars. This is the only corner left on the market where I'm okay that they spent more than five or six million dollars on.
1: Yeah, um, David. I know you're not on camera. I want you to come out here for a second though. And I want, I want to hear your thoughts on Patrick P. I know you're just as excited as we are. So, um, any thoughts on, on Patrick Peterson coming to the Vikes?
0: I think it's very much going to be like a Newman move where he's, uh, mentor on field coach type stuff, inspiring, especially those young corners. He can play both corner and safety if needed. Uh, The direction he goes, I think, depends how the draft goes. If they do redo sign Harris, uh, whatever. I think it's a great move by the Vikings to shore up and firm up with some veteran leadership that defense. Now, I saw in the remarks that what's wrong with, you know, Smith, Kendricks, and Barr for leadership. Well, Smith is the quiet type. Barr doesn't do a whole lot of leadership on the line that you see, right? Granted, he's got the green dot when he has it. Then Kendricks has the green dot. But none of them are that confidence-building type for that backfield. I'd rather have that like Newman, when Newman and Harrison Smith was back there, you know, and Newman was at corner bouncing around doing all the other things. It glued that defense together and made it a top-five defense. I'm hoping Patrick on St. Patrick's Day will do the same.
3: St. <laughs> Patrick's Day. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Jerome, or, or no, nah, not Jerome, Steven. Stephen, did I talk you off the ledge? I hope I talked you off the ledge, Stephen, because I know <laughs> I know we still got those interior offensive line needs. I hope you're feeling better about this Patrick Peterson pickup for the Minnesota Vikings.
1: And I think Deshaun alluded to this too. Um, I don't necessarily think that that the offensive line is just going to be ignored. I, I fully expect them to still address something. And, um, there's a lot of good, good free agent guards out there. You know, I think we've been linked to Trey Turner. Um, I forget what the other, the other one's name is off the top of my head here. Um, but you know, people, you can, you can be concerned about the cap hit that, that Patrick Peterson is going to take. I haven't seen the numbers as of, you know, eight twenty. Uh, central time of of what it comes up to. I'm sure it's not a fully ten ten million dollar guaranteed contract, uh, but at the same time, you know we're hearing about Thielen getting restructured or reworking his deal to lower a cap hit. We're hearing about Harrison Smith potentially getting extended. So there's more money to potentially come, and maybe you can get a, a low level guard um, to kind of come in here and play. And I think. You know, given given a lot of the free agent signings that we've had, we've had three now, all on the defensive side of the ball. Deshaun, you're hundred percent right. I think this tells us where we're going in the draft, right? Like, I think offense is probably the priority as we head into the draft. What am I here? What am I seeing in chat here? <laughs> Steven's
3: coming <laughs> after you, man. Yeah, and you know what? Oh. He's right. It's gonna be a cheap, dirty offensive lineman. And there's no denying that. The fact is who I think Drew Samia is the starting left guard if the season started today. At best, you know, that's if that's going to be a veteran that they're able to pay 2 or $3 million. So it's going to be dirt cheap. If you ask me, this is a clear sign that they're okay keeping Ezra Cleveland at guard. There's no way that they're going to bring in two free agent guards now after the Tomlin son signing and the Peterson signing. Now you can argue that they are going to go into the draft and draft offensive guard high, but I, I kind of, I don't really like the positional value of that move either. So to me, this is like find one cheap veteran guard and, you know, ask yourself, is it Rashad Hill or is it a rookie draft pick? Who's going to, bookend the offensive line at tackle.
1: Yeah. And you know, I wasn't planning on going on this tangent and I'll I'll end it quick, but I I don't want to hear that Rick and Zimmer don't give a shit about the O-line. They have invested so much into this O-line. They signed Riley Reef, They've drafted Garrett Bradbury, Ezra Cleveland, Brian. They have done what they can. Now you can argue maybe they're shitty at scouting offensive linemen or that they just don't coach them up properly. But Brian O'Neill's a stud. Riley Reef just came off one of the best seasons of his career. Ezra Cleveland showed promise. So Bradbury, that's a topic for a, a different day. But we have shown that we care about the offensive line. But moving on from that, we have another signing that we need to talk about. Dalvin Tomlinson coming over from the New York Giants. Deshaun, what are your takes on that? Are you excited? You, are you hesitant? You know, we did just sign Michael Pierce last season.
2: I was a little hesitant at first because the Dalvin Thomas and I knew from watching some of the giants was more that, that nose tackle type, but that's because they had Leonard Williams. So now he kind of gets a chance to be the guy that rushes. And from what I've seen, some of the writers and, analysts people from the giant side say is that he has that ability he has that quick twitch ability along with the power to be that guy so it's exciting to have two big men up front to know that you probably won't be ran on as much as we were because that weekend and week out man just getting crushed by people running the ball man it was it was getting bad so you shore that up and then I think a point of emphasis in the draft is going to be, you know, that gap shooter type. I mean, I think they like Armand Watts. It's kind of like that rotational gap shooter, but I still yeah the gap shooter type and generate some passwords. Zimmer's really good at manufacturing pressure. Um, however, it is that he does it. So, I think having those two guys there, getting the opponent into third down situation, third along long if you can, and then let Zimmer worry about how we're going to get to the quarterback rather than having that three-tech there that can kind of create it on his own. Now, if somebody decides to come out and pass on first down, then we might have an issue, but we'll have to see where that takes us.
1: Flip, what are your takes on, on Tomlinson? Do you like the signing?
3: Yeah, I, I think if I had to give it a grade in a vacuum, I'd probably give it a a C or a C plus. Uh, like I said, it's it's not the biggest. It wasn't the biggest need for me, and I think free agency is about filling needs, and uh, to to spend eleven million dollars per year, even putting on some void years, so that we're taking on dead cap when he's not even on the roster anymore in 2023. I mean, look, I love it. I love the fact that if you're gonna, if you see defensive tackle as a need, and if you have to fix the running game, then Dalvin Tomlinson is the best singular way to improve your run defense. And I expect him to succeed in that and definitely show up our run defense. Like Deshaun said, once you start getting into the scheme, the week to week matchups, of of the NFL people are going to come out and they're still going to try to take advantage in the pass game when they see Michael Pierce and Dalvin Tomlinson on the field at the same time on first downs so do I think this is a great move to shore up our run defense yes do I think that's going to have a big defensive overall defensive impact to help us win more football games Yes, but not a $11 million worth of a yes for me.
1: So you're questioning maybe like the, the allocation of resources here then? Because we've seen a lot yeah. of money go out the, the window in the last couple of days. And uh, I know you money. mentioned that, that veteran corner was was up on top of your list for um, for heading into this offseason. But, you know, there are still a lot of holes to be plugged. Um, I know you're not a wide receiver three kind of guy, uh, (laughs) or going out to sign one, but, uh, still nonetheless, a lot of, uh, a lot of people out there to sign, which, which, you know, if there's anything else you guys have to add on doubt, Dalvin Tomlinson, we can certainly chat about him, but, um, I would like to keep moving.
3: Well, yeah, you you know, uh, Mike Zimmer gets his toys. That's what this is about. That's what this entire free agency has been about that from the start, they immediately came out and they, said goodbye to Riley Reef and Kyle Rudolph. And then they were much more hesitant to say goodbye to people like Shamar Steven. They were much more, more hesitant to restructure Anthony Barr. They even waited until the last moment to decide to turn down Ifadio Denebo's uh, uh, tender to be a refri- restricted free agent. So this is Mike Zimmer getting his toys. This is Mike Zimmer fixing his defense at all costs. If you had asked me at the start of the free agency before, I mean, the Vikings a week ago had negative cap space. And if you would ask me then, we're going to have two big signings. I looked at the top 50 free agent list on The Athletic. I was like, there's no way the Vikings get any of these guys in the top 50. They're just going to be looking for bargains. Well, now we're sitting here. And the Vikings have two players on that top 50 free agency list. And they're both on the defensive side of the ball. So Mike Zimmer gets his toys. This is the setup for a no excuses 2021 for Mike Zimmer. If you can't win with Daniil Hunter and Dalvin Tomlinson and Harrison Smith and Anthony Barr and Eric Hendricks and Michael Pierce and Patrick Peterson, then you got to get out of town.
1: And I think I think we're seeing that, right? It's all in. They are all in to save their asses this year. It's I don't necessarily know if it's Super Bowl or bust. It, it should be that every year, but uh, it's definitely playoff or bust. Because if they don't make some noise in the playoffs, at least making it past that first round or clinching a bye and winning a game, um, I, I think I think Zim knows. I think he's out the door. Uh, David, will you give me the horn again? speaking of Afadio denebo just got two and a half million to sign with the new york giants tonight one year deal so uh we'll take dalvin tomlinson they can take Afadio denebo though the money wise is a lot different uh two and a half million compared to dalvin's 11 i think it is so um, another free agent signing free agent, uh, that I want to talk to you guys about tonight. And I don't think I prepped you for it at all. Uh, but I'm sure you have a lot of takes on it. Chad Beebe back on a one-year deal. Uh, $920,000 vet men, uh, wide receiver three spot is filled flip flip. We don't, we don't need to, we don't need to go get Keelan Cole. We don't need to go get Kendrick Bourne.
3: I mean, why we got, we really got to talk about Chad Beebe right now. We
1: really <laughs> <laughs> hey i just wanted to give you a platform if you don't want to talk about him we can keep moving i've trust me i have spent way too long talking about chad bb in my life than i'd ever want to
3: yeah i think he is a great uh fifth wide receiver to have based on what he's done when healthy uh this is a signing that does nothing for me. I mean, the Nick Vigil signing does more than Chad Beebe. The Rashad Hill certainly does more than Chad Beebe. I, uh, what is it? It's it's a, a one year deal, which means that they know that this is like almost like a prove it season with chat for Chad Beebe, which sounds hilarious. <laughs> um, <laughs> but at the end of the day, it's vet minimum. He knows the system. He looks like the offensive coordinator. If you line Clint Kubiak and Chad Beebe next to each other, I'm not going to be able to pick <laughs> pick tell you which one is which. So,
1: sure, yeah, let's keep him in purple. Deshaun, do you have anything to say?
2: <laughs> <laughs> um. So, I first, I don't think the Vikings really value wide receiver three much. So, I mean, like Flip said, the signing doesn't really do much for me other than seeing people lose their minds about it. <laughs> but um, the Vikings already, in my opinion, the Vikings already have four viable wide receivers. I think that last four games last year when Irv Smith and Tyler Conklin really showed they have the ability to separate from defenders was huge. So now we have Thielen, we have Jefferson, we have two tight ends who can catch the ball. So, I mean, bringing BB back probably just for for camp, competition i do expect them to bring somebody in to challenge him and bc johnson who had a disappointing season but i think what this showed what this showed me is that it won't be like a a second maybe not even a third round pick i think it'll probably be someone later like that one i think the year they brought in bc johnson and um another guy like uh dylan mitchell or something like that team but i think we might see a situation like that again
3: Just because Chad Beebe's on the team, you're saying they think that wide receiver is good until day three of the draft.
2: For the Vikings themselves, I think they do. I mean, you saw, I mean, Irv Smith and Tyler Conklin, they put on a show those last four games. I mean, they were like viable options. And then you already have Dalvin Cook, who's the focal point of the offense. And then you have Thielen. I just don't see. I mean, now they do have a surplus of picks. I mean, they have that. If they go at fourteen, I can see it being more likely that they wait until the fourth round. But if they trade back and they get that second round pick, there's a chance that best player on the board is a guy like Diami Brown or Tylen Wallace, and they and they take that pick. But if there's if we get into the position where I think we're crunched for picks because we picked at fourteen, I would not be surprised if they didn't take a wide receiver.
3: The, the issue with the offensive roster right now is there's no backup plan at any spot. And it's not just, you know, they talk about bringing Sean Mannion back. Well, if Kirk cousins get injured, we're screwed. If Justin Jefferson gets injured, we're screwed. If Brian O'Neill gets injured, we're screwed. If Dalvin cook gets injured, we're screwed. So like we have to start adding some viable, not just starters, not just starters. If Irv Smith gets injured, we're screwed. We have to start addressing the depth here with viable players, good wide receivers who can step in immediately, um, depth options along the offensive line. Uh, another tight end would certainly help. So that's where I, you know, I get the whole thing. Like, look, the starting offense looks great, but there is no depth behind any of them.
1: There, with the exception of Cook, right? Like, Madison is is he's so, he, he's he will he's suffice right. if he, Cook goes. If I mean, goes we out.
3: He's, we've he's been down, down the road team. before. We we've seen the Vi- we've seen the Vikings offense with Alex Madison instead of Dalvin Cook, and it did not look
2: good. I mean, that's that's because Dalvin Dalvin. Dalvin is Dalvin. Dalvin is like there's nobody else like Dalvin Cook. So the Dal- offense is going to take a hit. And I think it, at that point it's up to hopefully Clint being able to transition from that run first to be able to utilize his weapons to take the pressure off Alexander Madison because he can't beat Dalvin Cook. But right. I do I do understand the need for depth. But in the recent years when we've lost a wide receiver or a tight end, has been relatively okay. Like when we lost Thielen for that extended period of time and we had Stephon Diggs, it was relatively okay. And then when we lost um dealing again against the Panthers, Justin Jefferson came in, took over, it had two touchdowns and I think like 70 or 80 yards. So these there are, and then Chad Beebe had a career high that day. So there are guys on this roster that can step up and be that guy in case someone goes out. But, but I do understand wanting to have kind of that dynamic fifth or sixth option that can survive a couple weeks in case a guy goes down
1: yeah i I will argue that that when Thielen went out Diggs was able to to kind of cover up that role um of him being out i for for a few games for a few games but but teams will will figure it out and and the same thing goes for jefferson too like yeah he exploded that game. Thiele was out, but you you leave a person out for an extended period of time, teams will scheme for it, and they will eliminate that. I mean, Je- Jefferson towards the end of the season was seeing, you know, double team, triple team, you know, all over the board. But I'm going to keep the train moving. Uh, I want to talk about some rumored free agents that uh, that have been linked to the Vikings um, and. I don't know if anything changes now, right? Like, I think I think yesterday at this time, even this morning, um, I had tweeted out something along the lines of, "If if we can just go get Mackenzie Alexander back, um, you know, re, re sign Anthony Harris, get a, a low level guard or a average guard to bring in here, like I would be content with that going forward. Um, I don't know what the rest of free agency looks for us. Do you guys think that? Of the guys I mentioned, you know, Mac Alexander, uh, Keanu Neal, Anthony Harris, uh do you think that they're still looking at them now that they signed Patrick Peterson?
3: I mean Deshaun might have a more optimistic picture on this. It's a wrap, if you ask me. It's a it's a like I said, it's a cheap free agency's done then. It's a cheap, dirty guard. <laughs> and it's a rap. <laughs> it's i like steven steven <laughs> jerome saying i need to get a Chad bb jersey i don't even know what number he is is he number <laughs> 12 i don't even know what number he is um it's a cheap dirty guard and then look it's it's probably either a rookie or harrison hand starting across from harrison smith in in the for at free safety it's probably steven weatherly starting at defensive end across from daniel hunter um A lot of people talking about how they can extend players to create more cap space. The Vikings, this regime, notoriously has waited until preseason, until training camp to offer large multi-year extensions. So if they do some type of workout for one or two years with Harrison Smith, that that'd be more of like what they did with like a Brian Robinson the year before they cut him or an Everson Griffin um, in order to make space for Anthony Barr. That isn't tri- the, like, the rewarding. If you want Harrison Smith to get that five-year retire-as-a-Viking-type contract, that's going to come in August. That's not going to come in March. Uh, same with Brian O'Neill. If you want Brian O'Neill to hit on that big second contract, that's going to come in August. That's not going to come in March. So for me, it's a wrap with free agency. Get that veteran guard. Make sure he's cheap and then roll into the draft and focus on offense.
1: Do you agree Deshaun? Do you think they're just a dirty old guard away and then <laughs> he- heading into the draft?
2: So, the way this free agency is kind of setting up, we have a couple days until we get into that that second and, you know, third wave of uh, free agency, but that second and third wave is going to have some really solid guards there. So that dirty cheap guard might not be as guys like Austin Blythe aren't really getting much attention Trey Turner uh there's like a jr Sweezy there's there's guys out there who can step in and just instantly become better than Dakota Dozier and what a lot of fans think is that all that's all the vikings need they don't need to have uh like a um Joe thuy there to be good so that cheap option might actually be the thing that they need but I do agree that I think free agency is probably Wrapped up they get the the guard prospect, which I think, I think I'm leaning Lamp or Turner is probably going to be who we sign, and then yeah, that's what on, even saying in the draft. comments. Now, the edge is kind of it's kind of iffy, but I think if they were okay with Odenabo starting, I think they might. Which I'm not sure they were when they pulled the move for Ngakwe. I don't know whether they thought they Daniel would be out for a long time or if they truly wanted to pair the two, but if they were okay with O'Dembo starting, they're probably okay with Weatherly starting, whether that's a good or bad thing. Um, which, I mean, if you if you can add to the rotation, it's not horrible, especially if Daniel Hunter comes back 100%. But I I don't see them making a the move for a big edge guy. I think Pat Pete was kind of – and Delvin Thompson was kind of like they're big, and now they'll go more like Nick Vigil types the rest of the way.
1: You you led me right into the next topic I want to talk about. You brought up his name. Freddie Hall, he's he's asking us questions in the chat about defensive ends at 14. Um Daniil Hunter, we found out this week on Tampering Day, Chad Graff breaks the nude news, news, not the nude, uh breaks the news <laughs> that <laughs> that Daniel Hunter is unhappy uh right now with his current contract. Um I personally, I, I I have gone back and forth on this. I think I've been, you know, I I remember talking with flip back in last June uh, when we were talking about Dalvin cook. Um, I'm always an advocate for players, maximizing their value, maximizing their worth and going to get that cash. Um, And so this, this situation for me has been a little bit different um, because I didn't know where to stand at first. Like Daniel Hunter signed that deal. Um, He knew, that there was a chance that the edge market took off. Uh, he knew how long the contract was. I think everybody knew the second he signed it, what a bargain it was, right? And here we are three years later, and he wants a new deal. Um, I have finally come around. I am still on Daniil Hunter's side. Uh, I, I I agree the Vikings should pay him. I don't care about his injury risk. I think it's, it's a risk reward. Um, I know injuries are scary in the NFL, but Anybody could go down, uh, and you have a bunch of money tied up in them, and you just you just don't know. And so, I think the Vikings operate on good faith quite a bit, and I think that they should give Daniel Hunter some money. But I am curious to get your guys' thoughts on on what you, what what's going on with Daniel Hunter. Do you think what do you think with the Vikings should do? Flip. I I don't think it's
3: that complicated. I I think that y- you pay the man and you're going to probably get a discount just because he didn't play last year. Um, You, you want to see, you definitely want to see him earn some of that new contract, but we can't just base Daniel Hunter off of one year. I mean, the guy came in and he's been flashing and producing and playing at an elite level um, since he got here. And that's not to say we should reward him for his past performance. That's to say that if you believe in a healthy Deniel Hunter, then you should believe as a Vikings fan that he's going to put up elite defensive end play. That is a bet you're making, and you should be able to make that bet on Deniel Hunter more than you would any other Viking on the roster right now. So you pay the man. With Daniil, You look, I understand that he signed that that contract extension and he is tied to that to some extent but the key in that contract in his contract right now isn't just the overall amount it's the fact that there's zero guaranteed money left on that deal so at minimum you have to increase the amount of guarantees you're giving the best player on your defense and you know maybe that comes with an extension that increases his pay Near the nineteen twenty dollar million dollar range.
1: Do you think that's worth it, Deshaun? Or do you think that that we should try and go to a, get a Khalil Mack type deal, and really restore this roster?
2: Oh, I definitely, I definitely think it's worth it. And I think uh, Flip was right about believing in your players. And I think the Vikings believed in Hunter the moment he came in as a rookie and kind of shined right away. So they were really smart to get that contract done early and get him kind of there on a bargain deal where he just kind of showed out year after year after year. But as a team, I mean, you have these players on bargain bargain deals, but as a team, you still have to take care of your best players. He is by far the best player on your defense and you just, you have to take care of your guy. So I'm, I, I was kind of iffy. I was like kind of demanding a new contract a year after you didn't take any snaps is a little iffy, but, seeing what these guys in free agency are getting like 16 million or 15 million a year, and the Hunter it's like five. You just, you have to.
1: So I, I hear what you guys are saying. You say we should grant him the money. We should, we should sign him to a contract extension, whatever. Now I want to know, what do you think the Vikings are going to do? We've heard it in the past with Stefan Diggs, with Percy Harvin. Um, you know, a, a disgruntled player rarely ever, you know, overcomes that here in Minnesota. Rick gives the not like the charade of, oh, we're not interested in trading him. Everything's fine, blah, blah, blah. Next week, they're gone, kind of a thing. Do you think that's what's going to happen here in Minnesota, or do you think that uh, they'll let bygones be bygones and just kind of make up?
3: Uh, I, I appreciate the way you asked that question, Matt, separating the... The what should they do versus what will they do? It seems like you've been catching on on how to to manage Flip here. Uh, I guess my question is, if if you think there is a 1% chance they trade to Neil Hunter, then what the hell are you doing signing Dalvin Tomlinson on a two-year contract and signing Patrick Peterson on a one-year contract? How does that make any sense at all? these defensive improvements if you're just going to turn around and trade Daniil Hunter away. It doesn't add up. They are either idiots or they'll <laughs> extend Daniel Hunter and give him the payday
1: he deserves. But I want to talk about like when we think about it, and I'm just playing devil's advocate here. I want to get a little conflict going on. But uh if we think about trading Daniel Hunter like what did what did Khalil Mack get, get back for the Raiders? I think it was like a couple firsts, uh, a second, a third, whatever. Imagine that this year. Imagine that for oh. the Vikings this year.
3: Okay, well, maybe I need to take my comment because you said what will they do? And we know the Vikings are are trying to build to win now. Mike Zimmer's trying to save yeah. his job. So if you want to talk yeah. about should, should they, should they? consider yeah, you're, a big you're right you're right i'm Hunter. bouncing back and
1: forth here all over the place man all over the well, place <laughs> i'm on like my fourth beer this is vikings happy hour give me a break <laughs> are, here
3: I, are we even <laughs> drinking i thought i thought we were announcing what we were drinking like i yeah. I'm, I'm here drinking on a wednesday night i did not even get to tell people pause
1: pause the pod here we go we skipped this <laughs> because we had to dive right into to Pat patrick peterson news it's already gone for me. I'll start. Uh I had a Guinness uh for Saint Patrick's Day. I even have the glass nice. uh a custom made glass by one of my buddies. I won't read the quote, but uh if you DM <laughs> me, I'll tell you what it is. Uh <laughs> and now I got some Mick Golden because I only I only wanted to drink one Guinness. But what do you got, Flip? It's a Wednesday night. You're out in I've got- sunny. California
3: California I've got this uh y'all can't read the label but this is pink label this is a pinhook construct Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey I have no idea where it comes from but it tastes really good pinhook p-i-n-h-double-o-k pinhook check it out
1: (laughs) Deshaun are you drinking anything tonight
2: uh yeah I'm not much of a not much of a beer man so I got some uh some it doesn't rose, need to be beer. French vanilla. Hey. Some
1: French vanilla, <laughs> hey, <laughs> some because French vanilla okay. wine
2: going on over here.
1: A little bit of something to celebrate, uh, Deshaun. Congratulations <laughs> today on, on the job interview and, and, and your, uh, your classes. So oh, hell yeah. Cheers to that. David, what do you got?
0: I've got a stout. I don't have any green beer, so I went with uh, Fremont made in Seattle, Dark Star Stout because uh, you're drinking Guinness. I can tell you when I was stationed in England, Guinness – fresh from the brewery, both in Ireland and in England, Scotland, all in that area is just, oh, it's awesome. Not quite the same here in the States, but not too bad, but there's a lot of great stouts in the States.
1: Looks like we need to head over to England then, huh? Get some good Guinness. (laughs) They do some
0: great beer too.
1: (laughs) Um we do have a few minutes left in the show tonight. Um, we're doing things a little backwards. I, I threw flip for a, a whirlwind there. I, I let's just throw it quick back on that that trade discussion mm-hmm. because I do want to talk a little bit about that. Let's say the Vikings trade to Neil Hunter um, and they get that back. Like, is that something you guys like? Would you like that return? Uh, so I look at the Mac trade and I think
3: people talk about what Chicago. Or sorry, what what Oakland actually got for that trade? I, I think what's missing is the fact that what did Oakland do with those picks? Well, number one, they stayed with their quarterback um, and tried to build around that quarterback. So my question for you is: if you were going to do the deal, the Neil Hunter trade, if you're going to trade away your best defender for a bounty of picks. how how are you going to use those picks to build around Kirk cousins to give either the offense or the defense, what they don't already have that, that would be my, I guess I answered a question with a question.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that, that when you, when you phrase it that way, um, it leaves a glaring hole on both sides of the defensive line. Right now there's two edge positions that need to be filled. Um, are you just going to use those picks to draft, you know, edge players, whatever you want to? Because I doubt in this scenario, right? I doubt that they're they're going to draft a quarterback that high. Maybe they do. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I guess I guess you're you're proving me wrong here on my devil devil's advocate take here, but uh, uh, <laughs> the Vikings are all in right now, right? Zimmer, yeah. Spielman, everybody's all in. Doesn't make sense to trade hunter at any point um I do think that if if they want to give him like a common ground kind of restructure or extension like they did with Anthony Barr to kind of say, Hey, here's some money. we'll give you money. you can hit free agency early, whatever uh, because I do think the reason Anthony Barr took that restructure and now I'm really bouncing around going all the way over there but The reason I think Anthony Barr took that restructure is in part to, I I think the players are are pretty clear that they know that if Zimmer doesn't perform this year, he's gone too. And so why would you want to stick around for something that could be a two, three year rebuild um, with a new head coach? Um, Deshaun, any, any thoughts from you?
2: Yeah, I think if you trade if you trade Hunter, you're looking towards the future. So I don't think you trade Hunter and expect to come out of it competitive this season. So I don't I don't see this, especially where this regime is kind of being the if you don't perform well, you're out of here. So I don't see them being willing to trade Hunter without like a guarantee that they can stick around and actually rebuild it. So I, w- if I was to, if Hunter was disgruntled enough to want to leave. Then I'm trading this. I'm kind of making this lame duck year, and I'm getting ready to move on from Cousins. And I think that would probably be the smartest thing because you're gonna get you're gonna get a lot back from Daniel Hunter. You might even be able to match the Khalil Mack trade, and that's really all you would need to get right. up into that range to draft your QB of the future. And I think that's mm-hmm. what you have to do. You just you've right. been missing that top notch guy for for since what 2009. So that's what this would do. You take your swing if you're going to trade and. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's not a future I want to see though. <laughs> so uh it, it might be today. a
3: realistic future.
0: See.
3: Well, but that's the that's the most that's the, that would be the easiest way if the Vikings were ready to give up on 2021 now, then yes, you could trade away Daniel Hunter, get those picks, and then you have to fall in love with the guy. You're not just taking any quarterback. You have to say, "Look, we're only trading Daniel Hunter away because we love Zach Wilson, or we're only trading to Hunter away because we're going to bring in Deshaun Watson. And if you, if you don't feel great about any of the quarterbacks in this draft, I don't know if the Vikings do or not, but if they don't make feel great, then you just keep the Hunter and you guess what? You can trade him next year.
1: Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? That new GM, cause I, I don't want to sound like a pessimist, but that new GM, <laughs> uh, they might want to do that, right? That next offseason might be a time mm-hmm. to say, see a Kirk, uh, trade a big chip asset, and let's start rebuilding this thing from the ground up uh, with some pivotal pieces like Justin Jefferson. So, uh, and all the
3: fans are telling you, man, it's not going to happen. I know it's not going to happen. I got Shout out to my again. man, Ryan. Ryan, calling, giving me a shout out. Thank you, Ryan. Sorry, I'm just kind of taking over now talking to all my You're people good, in the comments I'm, <laughs> well, I'm not I'm gonna start blowing just, y'all kisses but we're having fun
1: <laughs> i was just talking to david before we went live it's all the fans of climbing the pocket this week they're getting a three peep for flip mozzi he's gonna you get in the huddle on tuesday night vikings happy hour wednesday night vikings hot takes thursday night you can't it's flip it's week
3: too mu- <laughs> it's too much I, I feel like miley right before she went crazy man it's it's too much <laughs>
1: oh my gosh that is fantastic well uh time is getting up last call i guess my beer's almost empty so um it's been a pleasure having both of you on tonight um deshaun flip you're always welcome on a pod uh when i have an opening clearly uh and and some are coming up you know we're hitting draft week uh, or draft coverage coming up here soon Uh, i want to hype up next week's show we have Eric Crocker, uh, former NFL cornerback for the New York Jets. He's also the owner of Rise Athletics and the Crocker report does a bunch of draft coverage, really loves cornerbacks. Um, and if you come back next week at eight o'clock, it'll be me him and miles going at it talking cornerbacks, which I feel like is kind of irrelevant now uh, given the Patrick Peterson news, but we'll do it anyway because because Eric Crocker's awesome. so if you, if you haven't followed him, Go do that now. Follow my guy Flip, follow my guy Deshaun, and David as well uh, for producing. And with that being said, have a good night, everybody. Skull. Skull Vikes.
0: Skull Vikings. (laughs) Thank you for watching or listening.